0: Hello Elite Marketing Pro, this is Mirinda coming live to you from sunny South Africa. I'm here today for your 15 minutes of inspiration, education and motivation to start your day just right. So as you guys are hopping on, please give me a shout out where you're from. Please let me know if um, the sound is good, that we know that we have uh, no technical glitches. And I'm going to take you through a little bit of a process today about Are we inspiring our teams or are we trying to motivate you? And I want to submit to you that motivation does not work. And as I unpack some of the things that I've prepared for you today, you will come to follow the thought process. So first of all, my my daughter is into horse riding. So I'm going to use a couple of analogies because a horse will go to a by one or two ways one they will follow the carrot or two you will have to beat it in order to get it to move to a carrot and you and I as human beings are exactly the same we either move towards our goals or we move away from consequences and I want to go through a couple of steps nine ways how you can inspire a team to become very highly effective so for those of you that don't know me Uh, I'm an elite marketing pro coach, and um, I have been in this community for literally just over 18 months, and I've been a coach with EMP for just over 12 months, and I love every second of being part of this community. So first of all, how many of you would like to rank advance? So if any of you are out there that is ready to, to rank advance in this financial year in 2019, would you please give me a shout out that I can see how many of you would actually like to rank advance? So um, two ways that, that people look at rank advancing, by the way, through personal activity and through team activity. But here's what I can tell you after 13 years in the industry. When you look at rank advancing and moving forward in your own business and your number one focus is not on personal activity, I think you're going to be in for disappointment. Here's why. The reason for that is When you and I rely on other people for our goals, we have an expectation that is very seldom met. And we think by motivation and getting them to feel um, motivated all the time, we will move them to do things that will benefit you and I so that we can move on in our teams. And I want to submit to you that over the years of experience and coaching hundreds and hundreds of clients, I want to submit to you that that does not work. Rather, what works, in my personal opinion, and it's not what's right or what's wrong, what is more effective is when you are inspiring a team, you have a team that is pulling together and they are working towards a common goal. So the thing with motivation is, let me um, maybe just package that for you Why I'm so strongly against that, is that you and I can get the most in, most the best motivational speaker that there possibly is. We can create hype. We can create music. We can create um, smoke. We can create everything. And you and my teams will walk out of there and they will be pumped up. They'll be fired up. They will just say, yeah, I mean, this is absolutely what we're going to do. When those goals were not intrinsically set and it was something that they really want to set for themselves and for their families – it will be deflating like a balloon over the next 24 to 48 hours. So when a team is inspired, let me unpack that for you and I. So nine ways that I have found over my 13 years in the industry what inspires a team is number one, when you lead by example. So if you um, agree with me, and you are leading a team, and you have experience where you have told your team what to do, or try to manage them in doing something that you wanted them to do, give me a one. Those of you that realize that there's absolutely no other way than leading from the front, if you can give me a number two to say, hey, I'm absolutely with you. You have to lead from the front in order to get a team to work together. So number one, you do and the team will follow. Step number two, praise don't perfect. So what do I mean by that? When you are waiting for your team to behave perfectly and do exactly what you tell them to do, you and I will be very old and we will have very skinny kids because that ain't happening because you and I are working with people. So people are not perfect, nor are you and I. So I want to to recommend and say, instead of waiting for perfection and waiting for the end result, praise throughout the process. Praise throughout but don't wait for perfection. Because I've seen many times when leaders are are praising a, a, a teammate and there's a subtle takeaway. Yes, you've done a great presentation, just a pity you went on too long. Or you've done a great presentation there, but you actually messed up the numbers. So there's praise, but there's a very subtle takeaway. And how many of you have been on the receiving end where you were praised, but there was a subtle takeaway and it How did that make you feel? So if you can give me one word, how does it make you feel when someone gives you a little bit of praise, but they take some of it away? So it's almost as if, yeah, I want to give it to you, but mm, I'm not going to give it to you. Give me the word that you have experienced when that happens to you. For me personally, when that happens, I get praise and it gets taken away subtly. Doesn't matter how subtle I pick it up, I feel deflated. So for me, the word is I feel deflated. So I want you to start recognizing your team. It's like raising kids. When you want to want to praise your kids, you're not waiting till they – let me use this analogy. If your kid starts crawling before they walk, are you not going to praise that until he walks perfectly every single time? Or are you going to encourage your child as he starts crawling to move over to walking, falling down, getting up? It's a process. So – Celebrate every single step of that journey and I want to say off the bat for me I hate it when there's honey around my mouth. I cannot stand it and I know that people pick up on that immediately because it's not authentic. So take the honey a little bit slower with the honey. Catch your team doing stuff Well, and then praise them honestly and authentically. So here's the thing: very few people, and that's point number four, gets encouraged. You know, they were encouraged when they were still in potty training phase, and their mom and dad, you know, applauded when they they did their first thing in the potty. So as adults, they never get celebrated. So I have never heard of anyone who said, "I am sick and tired of you encouraging me." I'm just sick of you telling me that I can do this. I've never met that person. So as long as it's honest, as long as it's authentic, always encourage people, always believe in people because we all want to be celebrated. No one wants to be tolerated. And it's like you're, you're part of the team, but dear Lord, I cannot stand you. No one wants to be part of something where they feel they just tolerated. Point number five possibility thinking. And this to me is a big one. I love it when I strategize. I love it when I strategize with a team for numbers to come. But here's what I want want to ask you as a leader. Make sure that it's backed up with work when you sit down with with that particular teammate of yours. And counseling is a great way of building rapport and inspiring a person. But stay away from smoke and mirrors. Stay away from bloated and, uh, and numbers that are so inflated that even you can't see that for that particular person. Hear them out. What is their goal? And then, yes, that goal is possible. This is the work that needs to go into it. So you can have a check and balance there. Any goal is is, is possible. It depends on the time that that person is going to put into it. And it depends on the effort that they are going to put into it. So possibility thinking, thinking backed up by work. Number six, Personal time. Personal time needs to be deserved. So you and I need to spend time with the people that deserve our time, not the people that squeals the hardest. So, for me, when you get into smaller meetings and you have personal time, that to me has always been the most valuable time and counselling time that I've had with people in my upline, people in in other businesses in this community. If I've had time alone with Tim. Uh, with Matt or with Fernie, for me that one-on-one time has always been the most special. So what could you possibly do in a one-on-one time? You can have lunch, you can have a coffee, you can pour into them individually, you can encourage them. It's a great way to give personal attention to someone and it's meaningful to them because the the whole purpose of spending that one-on-one time with them is to truly find out what makes them tick. So that would imply true listening skills, not talking skills, but listening skills, hear what is important to them about their family, their kids, their hobbies, their interests, interests in life. Who are they truly? So we, we form part of multiple teams. So you are part of a network marketing team. You are part of an EMP team. We are part of a coaching team. We are part of a family. We, we are part of so many family um, business um, recreational teams. Do we really listen and find out what people are all about and who they truly are? You can also, another way of inspiring, and that's point number nine, is run your own challenges. You could do that through hampers, having dinners with, with um, people in, the, um, in your community and in your business that people look up to. You could have movies. You could ha- have time with senior leaders. You can have cash as an incentive. The question is, can you and I make it fun? So, for some reason, I can't see if anyone is on this live with me. So, I hope that someone can just give me some feedback. So, four personality types that I'm very familiar with. I know there's many systems out there that, that talks about certain personality types. And this is by no means a way of putting someone in a box. But once you understand the different personality types, you can learn and understand what excites, what motivates, what irritates, what frustrates these different personality types, and you'll get a very good understanding about why some people just frustrate you more than others. It's not because they are trying to get on your nerves, it's just there's a difference in personality type. So when we look at the first personality type, and that's your typical type A choleric personality type, how do you inspire a person on your team that is a type A personality, a choleric? They are internally validated. So, we need to understand that when you work with a strong person, they carry themselves strong. If you keep telling them what to do, they will very soon tell you to mind your own business. They are driven by personal achievement and recognition, and they will be pushing to the top for any and, and in any competition. They are always willing to take charge. How do you motivate and how do you inspire a person like that? By performance incentives or place them in a leadership position where they feel very confident because they are naturally suited for that. Personality type number two, how do you inspire a, 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 the second personality type? And that's your sanguine personalities. That's your vivacious, outgoing, middle of the party, all the fun kind of personality. So they are externally validated. So at any cost, avoid solitary relationships and working in engagements with such a person because the energy comes from working in a group, working with a people. Those are the, the team members that are interacting the best. Those are the team members that are always on the team busy arranging something fun to do. And what is the next plan of action to get something social happening? So they are the middle point of every single thing that happens. So let them organize team events and challenges. Let them be part of the initiation of anything that is relevant to fun so how do you and i inspire them social acceptance for the sanguine personalities is extremely important. They need to be the center of the social setting. So the third type of um, personality type that I would like to um, maybe just touch on is your melancholy. That's the person that is driven by numbers. It's the person that's driven by systems and processes. So again, like the um, type A personality, the choleric, your melancholy, your more organized type of person is internally validated. They are data-driven. They are detail-oriented, and they love to work behind the scenes. So typically when you've got some challenges going, that person will be great in tracking everything that happens, working out every sing- single thing that's relevant to that. Anything that's numbers-driven, anything that's process-driven, that's the, the love language of that particular personality types. So they prefer details over the hype. The melancholy personality does not do well with hype. You need to be authentic and you need to be sure about your numbers because as soon as the numbers does not add up and they catch on that you are just inflating numbers, you will lose your credibility with the melancholy. So they are in their element when they are crushing numbers. Now for us as a coaching body, our team lead, we always tease his love language is numbers. So if you wanna to get to, to Rafa's heart, speak numbers. So how do, you, how do you inspire them? Trust them with a large detail-oriented task. Let them solve and let them be part of solving something with numbers in the team, challenges. So challenge them on their own that they can bring value to the team in that regard. The fourth personality type is the phlegmatic personality. And that is someone who is externally validated. So they need people to validate them. They are driven by the support of outsiders, other people outside of themselves. They often value your opinion higher than what they would value their own. So they do not want to make decisions without considering how everyone around them is impacted. So that's the glue in a team. That's the quieter person. It's someone who thinks before they speak. It's someone who is genuine, has a heart for people, and it's a calm and collected person. So how do you inspire them, make them part of the team, Ask for their opinion. Validate what they have done. That's how you will inspire the phlegmatic or the calmer, uh, cool type personality. What, in my personal opinion, over the last 13 years is not effective? Lip service. Blown up numbers. And the same strategy for all people. Every single person that you and I deal with is unique and you and I as a leader need to find out what makes that person tick, who are they really and how can I serve them? So I hope these nine points to inspire your team has um, shed some light on how to move forward if you wanna rank advance in 2019 because your personal action and your way to inspire your team will get a team together that has and share a common goal In moving forward in 2019. When you know what your team's goals are and you can get your, you know, roll your sleeves up and get involved in their goals, get them inspired to move on for their families, for their lives, you will have a tiny piece of the significance in being part of that journey. And that's part of what I believe a business should give you, time, money, and significance. Love you guys. Look forward to hanging out with you again.